welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. We're here with our post show for Backlash 2020. Uh, show just got over. It's just me, Rob, and Joey tonight. Ryan's not with us. He will be back on Wednesday, though. So it's uh, going through introductions. I'm Pat. And I am your new Deep Six champion, the glorious Robbie Rotten. That feels so good. Uh, I was the inaugural Deep Six champion over a year ago, and I have not held it since. So I've had to sit here and watch as other people held that championship multiple times even for certain people and have not gotten my grasp on it once since the beginning. So it's really good to have it back. Uh, yeah, can't relate. Um, I am your former three-time Deep Six champion, uh, Joey. Yeah. Uh, so real quick here, you know, Rob obviously did uh, win our predictions. Ryan who is not here to uh, bask in his loss is loser. the loser for our, uh, our predictions for this punishment. And so uh, in his loss, he will be recreating in a one man performance, uh, a, uh, a, an adult video opening scene uh, that is, I truly believe this could be uh, the best punishment. Ever. I'm really uh, looking so, forward to what he does with it. Yeah, this should, this, this should be fun. Uh, so, Ryan, good luck to you on that if you're listening to this. Um, but uh, the only real piece of news we have before we get into Backlash is before Backlash went out tonight, uh, the, the report came out. I believe Fightful was the first to report it, that Edge had torn his tricep in the match. Uh, and the entire time we were watching the match, we were trying to figure out if they were going to show it and where it was. Uh, as far as I know, we didn't figure out what spot it was. But... Um, uh, depending on the severity of his injury, he could be out from uh, Joey. What was the uh, timetable? Well, so, okay, so four to six months, um, but in some cases, it could be a year. Yeah. So again, it depends on the severity of the uh, injury, and it's also worth noting that Edge is also forty-five, uh, so he's much older than you know most athletes who get this. So uh, let's you know, I'll have positive thoughts here and uh, pray that Edge is not out for too long of a time and that he comes back healthy especially after the performance he gave which we will dive into Um, later yeah we will we will dive into uh so with that uh with that being said uh we can just get right into things uh be sure to go before we go into things be sure to go follow us over on twitter at deep six wrestling wrestling without the g so it's Mm -hmm. deep six wrestling uh go check out our youtube channel our facebook all of these links will be down in the episode description be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen um, and if you're listening to a pod, the podcast on some platform that you don't particularly like, there's other options also uh, linked in the description. So check us out, subscribe. And if you're on one of the platforms that you can review, uh, be sure to do that. You know, just I want to nice give a couple of big um, shout outs. I want to shout out first and foremost to uh, Christina Applegate because, you know, we got to. And I also want to shout out Charlotte Flair for not showing her face tonight and uh, helping me to my big win. So. Yeah, yeah. It would be looking a lot different if uh, Charlotte Flair was mm-hmm. on this pay-per-view. Um, so, with that being said, we can jump into Backlash now. Uh, going into this weekend, I think uh, several of us have made our thoughts pretty clear that we weren't too excited for this show. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it fared. Uh, so, the first thing we got was the kickoff show. And uh, I don't even know. Probably like an hour before the kickoff show, they announced that Apollo Crews and Andrade had been moved to the pre-show. Uh, I was kind of disappointed in that. Um, I was hoping these guys were going to get on the main show, but uh, oh well. And then they only got I don't ten know, minutes. I maybe like this match was probably yeah, maybe ten minutes. If again, like and Rob said when we were watching, uh, if if they had been given like ten more minutes, it would have been perfect. And it was still okay. Um, like it was a solid match. Like they have 
good chemistry. Yeah, it just wasn't anything but special. Yeah, they didn't have enough like, time. In a yeah, in a week from now, nobody's going to yeah. be talking about this match. Um, so Apollo Cruz picked up the victory. So you know, Apollo's reign yeah. continues, um, and they also continued building up uh, tension between uh, Andrade and Angel Garza. So we'll mm-hmm. see where that plays out for Raw. Uh, and then we went into we had more pre-show stuff. Don't need to talk about that. And then we got the main show, which uh, kicked off with uh, the women's tag team titles, Triple Threat, uh, which was Alexa and Nikki versus the Iconics versus Bailey and Sasha Banks. Uh, Rob, you can start us off. How do you feel? Uh, about that again, another solid match. Nothing offensive here. Uh, I did not expect Sasha and Bailey to lose, considering they just won the titles like a week or two ago. And that's exactly what happened. They held on. But. Yeah, it was, it was fine for what it was. Yeah, uh, it was a bit sloppy at times, but uh, and I don't know. I feel like doing these triple threat tag team matches in WWE, where the rules are kind of all over the place. Sometimes you have it where like anybody can tag anybody mm-hmm. in to get in. Or yeah, sometimes it's like keep track. one person from every team. Yeah, it is a bit hard to keep I track. Feel like, um, yeah. But for the most yeah, part, I feel it like sometimes right. they also lose track of who's the legal yeah, no, person. And You're who's not wrong. Yeah, I will say it was nice to see the Iconics back actually wrestling in the yes, match. Yes, I do. Um, I do love so those too. That is so. That was that was nice. You gotta uh, be joking you know, They're not me. the best in ring workers. Uh, there you go. Sorry, uh, they're not the best in ring workers, but it is just nice to see them back again. They, I feel like the women's division has been severely missing them. They're mm-hmm. always entertaining. So, uh, Joey, do you have any thoughts uh, on the match? Not really. No, it was. I mean, it was it was a decent match, but nothing like standout ish. You yeah. know. But yeah. Fair. Yeah. Uh, so again, Bailey and Sasha win, and they will be facing Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart on ah, NXT this week for I the titles. About that. Yep, that yeah. should be interesting. Uh, does anybody see them potentially losing the titles? Mm, probably not. Mm, absolutely not. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if they just do the shock victory at this point. It would be cool, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, like I yeah. said, they're going to use those titles yeah. to build up I, I don't their think, uh, uh, separation. I don't think they're the rivalry, shiny bad wor- wizards or whatever they're called are going to win. They have lady balls. Yeah, they do, apparently. but They do have lady balls, man. I, I still don't get all that, but, you know. I mean, that's because you haven't sold your poop. They're not, so. they're not like most girls. They're not like most girls. Uh, up next on the card, I believe, was uh, Seamus and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was. I'm, yeah. I'm just confused. Oh, before this, we got the announcement of the next pay per view. It's uh, Extreme Rules, and it's on July nineteenth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, take that info with what you will. Uh, but so then we got Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy. The uh, you know, and then they we got a, a recap of their whole feud up until this point with uh, you know, the framing of the drunk driving incident. Uh, Sheamus having Jeff Hardy take a urine drug test, and all that good stuff. Uh, so again, going into this, didn't really have any care for this feud at all. Uh, again, I don't really watch SmackDown or all, but again, I try to keep up with this stuff and just from reading what had been going on and watching that Jeff Hardy angle with the drunk driving, uh, framing incident there, wasn't really feeling it. Uh, as for the match itself, I thought this actually mm-hmm. delivered, uh, pretty greatly. These guys really clicked with chemistry. Um, and yeah, I didn't really expect them to get as much time as they did. But I thought that they used the time that they had, and, and it worked really well. Um, uh, I, this probably felt – I don't know the exact time for this match. It felt like close to 20, minutes, to 20 but, 15 um, to 20. 
yeah, it was really hard fought, uh, a hard hitting match. Uh, Jeff looked really good. I think Sheamus really, really showed off how like great of a shape he's in. And they even said on commentary that's like the greatest shape he's been in his career. Um, and Sheamus picked up the win here. So I feel like this feud's going to continue. And again, uh, you know, I mentioned Extreme Rules, and the new ex- the Extreme Rules has typically been like a red and yellow color scheme. Uh, and now it's been changed and it's purple and like a, a neon green, which is very Jeff Hardy-esque. And so my prediction that I put out to Joey and Rob while we were watching tonight is that we will be seeing Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy, possibly in the main event of Extreme Rules in some type of cinematic uh, match. So I'm putting that out there now. That is why yeah. else would you do that change for the color? Hey, scheme I, I so agree with pretty much everything. No, you no, said. I agree with you. I'm just afraid. But they I thought they had yeah. a great match and I think they could do even better in a cinematic. Well, maybe not. I don't know. If just give them an extreme rules match, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be even better. It That's doesn't true. necessarily have do to that. be cinematic. So no, I, and and after after tonight with tonight's cinematic match, I might yeah, it's fair. Them. Uh, we'll go. We'll, uh, we'll get yeah. there. Uh, we'll go. We'll get there, Joey. <laughs> um, the match it was yeah, it was a good like you said, it was a good match. They seems like they have good chemistry together in the ring. Um, I am not invested in the story at all. Um, it's just I don't know. It just leaves me with a sour taste, I guess. I don't know. No, that's understandable. Just using his like drug addiction and uh, and, I'm a, and like if I've seen people Jeff's all right def- with it. It doesn't no, bother I, me. I get that, but like at the same time, okay. Well, like, see, it is also his my job, issue... and like I feel like he has to be okay with it in some way. Not necessarily. Eh. Again, well, my issue, my issue is less with the, the like the drug abuse because, like, again, Jeff is. I feel like Jeff's definitely gotten better with that, but like the fact that he had a drunk driving incident as recently as 2018, um, and they're just using it in a storyline. Like, drunk driving is not like an, an issue that I think should be put in a wrestling storyline, especially for one of your like yeah. heroes. When like Jeff Hardy has like a it's not like he's been so cycle that he gets into ten plus years. No, exactly. It's like while he's been under contract, like yeah. So, uh, so again, it does leave a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Um, again, if it was something where he had been like sober for ten years, and they were like, Jeff, are you okay if we do this? And I'd be like, Yeah, okay, that's more understandable. He got past his demons, but clearly he's not at that level fully. Um, but yeah, again, I agree that the match delivered. Yeet. Um. So after that, we got everybody's favorite dream match up here. We got Asuka versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. I don't even I, know. To, I, I don't even I have to say, to say about this match. I There's truly don't. I was like, notable about this match. Down to the yeah, finish. Our, in our predict in our predictions, I believe Rob said that like he was hoping that you know he mentioned that. Uh, the only person that really got a good match out of Nia in the past was Oscar. Yeah, in this situation, in this case, it was definitely not. Yeah, Rob, do you have anything you want to uh, say about this? Nia Jax is a terrible wrestler, and it didn't. They didn't get a good match out of each other. And yeah. as Pat said a little bit before this, man, <laughs> would it be really nice for us to get a double count out because we haven't had one of those in a while? <laughs> and guess what? Yeah, double count. We got a double baby. count out, baby. Uh, so Asuka and Nia Jax finishes in a double countout, which means we're probably going to get another match between these two at Extreme yep. Rules. Um, and I would assume it's going to be like a last man standing or false count anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Definitely. I or a triple I don't know how threat I feel match. About that. A triple Woo! threat with Charlotte Flair, baby. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, baby, I just love the Raw tag or not the Raw tag division, the Raw women's division right now. 
Um, and then after, so after the, the women's match, uh, we got our first of two world title defenses here for the men. Uh, the first one was Braun Strowman defending his Universal Championship against The Miz and John Morrison in a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, and this started with The Miz and Morrison coming out. And they came to the ring and they played their music video that they just recently released for Hey, 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 Ho, Ho. Uh, their sequel to Hey, Hey, Ho, Ho. Uh, in case you were confused, there's three Hays instead of two now. Um, and so they start playing the music video and Braun interrupts and he comes out. Uh, this is another match I really don't have much to say on. I, I didn't really care about this. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, the worst. It wasn't terrible, it was, but it also wasn't. It was fine. Yeah. For, you it was, know what, for a placeholder title defense, it was fine. It was, it was passable. Yeah. It's not going to be anything I ever go Morrison looked pretty good. Um, Morrison did look good. Yeah, yeah Morrison got that. a good amount of offense then. Um, I don't know. This is just... Part of me... This is just making me realize... Like, I again, I've, I said back at WrestleMania that I didn't really care about Braun winning the title. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't really care about a development. With... This could set up is uh, Miz costing Morrison the pin at one point. So maybe this sets up their break. That is true. So that yeah, was... I don't know who like who challenges. Braun I think after, it's got to be SmackDown. It has to. I don't know. <sighs> See, I still think I still think that's the plan for but Summer. What do they do I don't for think they're going to do that. Extreme rules. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe a multi-man match or something. Maybe Corbin. Mm, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, the SmackDown main event scene is kind of empty right now uh, without the Fiend there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Braun Strowman picks up the win here in case you couldn't tell. And again, the Miz cost John Morrison. Morrison would have had this one. Um, so, yeah, it's again, it's, yeah. it's a match. Uh, after, the, after that, we did get our other world title match, the WWE Championship match between Bobby Lashley, who had MVP at ringside, versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, and this was another really solid match. Yeah, I really um, enjoyed this. I, yeah, I thought this was better than Sheamus and yeah. Jeff Hardy. Uh, I thought, I thought again, I as, as somebody who watched the Drew McIntyre or sorry, Drew Galloway and Bobby Lashley feud in TNA, uh, I knew that these guys had good chemistry, and so seeing them reignite it here when Drew's a bigger star and also a bigger man, uh, and just he feels like a, a more well-rounded superstar mm. now. Uh, I thought these guys definitely delivered in spades. Um, Rob, do you have any No, I really... I mean, yes. I don't know. No, yes, sure. I did really enjoy this match. <laughs> um, it went a good it went a good amount of time. Almost 15 minutes, I'd say. Really hard-hitting. Great chemistry between the two. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say besides that. You know, the finish was a little bit of a downer. It was kind of lame. But I think this is going to set up a rematch. At Extreme Rules, so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, I did a little bit of research uh, with their feud in TNA. Um, so Lashley has won three out of the four matches they've had in TNA, and Is that, and, Drew, okay. and the one Drew won was only by DQ. Wow! So it was good to see Drew actually, you know, pin Lashley and beat him. Um. And yeah, this is definitely not over. Um, just you know, with MVP like you know, hyping Lashley up and the whole Lana situation. Yeah, I don't think this is over. 
Yeah, I don't either. I think we'll probably get another match at Extreme Rules. Uh, my biggest issue with this was the finish. Uh, I don't think that they needed Lana to come out here. Yeah, I called it. I called. I also don't think that... Like, the only thing it does point, is it kind of protects it, Lashley in a loss. Yeah, no. Yeah. To that extent, yeah. But my issue is more like... I don't know. Like at this point, you could literally take Lana off TV and never mention her again with Bobby Lashley, and no, I agree. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. that's the plan. She, if any, like MVP helps Bobby Lashley, and anytime Lana's on screen with Bro, him, it I hurts am, him. I so it, there's like notorious two... for not liking MVP, and I agree with you. So yeah, MVP's been a great fit for him. Um, so yeah, I would I, I would like to see these guys go again in Extreme Rules. So hopefully Absolutely. we get that officially, <laughs> and. So before earlier in the night, they showed the the well. First off, earlier in the day, like I don't even know, probably like noon or maybe one o'clock, they announced that the Raw tag team titles were being defended on this show with uh, the Street Profits defending against the Viking Raiders. Yes, and so at I don't remember what match it was before. I think it was before the first World Title match. They showed like the graphic for the Raw tag team title match, and I was like, oh, this is going up next. And then we went into Strowman and the Miz and Morrison. I was like, huh, okay. And so we got Braun and Miz and Morrison. I was like, okay, Raw Tag Team titles will come next. And then, no, we go into the other world title match. And so I said it to Joey and Robin. We were sitting there watching. I was like, why is the Raw Tag titles going on after the world title? And none of us knew. I feel like we should have been smarter than that to understand what was coming. And so right after we get finished with Drew and Lashley, we come back and it cuts to the parking lot where for some reason – the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits are engaged in a, in like a in a parking lot brawl, uh, and they're just beating each other up. Uh, who, somebody gets smashed on Braun Strowman's car, and as soon as that happens, some music starts to play in the background. Mm-hmm. And boys, we got another cinematic match, and it was for the goddamn Raw Tag Team Title match that was literally added today. No, 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 to the card. it wasn't even for that though. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it wasn't even for the Raw Tag Team Titles. This wasn't even a match. This was literally just, like, I want to, well, uh, Rob, you can talk about this for a couple minutes okay. while I try to find out okay. how long this um, was. Let, me, let so me do some research. They brawl through the backstage area. They grab some weapons. You know, the, the Viking Raiders get, like, some shields. And Eric has a, uh, an axe. And Ivar has a bowling ball. And then the Street Profits have golf clubs. And then they they say, let's calm down. Let's not do this. And then they keep fighting anyway without the weapons. There's a spot where Ivar throws the bowling ball uh, into Montez Ford's groin. That's uh, fun. Uh, Angelo Dawkins tackles Ivar through a glass window. Because what else are windows made out of besides glass? But you get the (laughs) point. Um, Then they kind of are like, oh, why are we fighting like this? This escalated quickly. And then a group of ninjas <laughs> led by Akira Tozawa <laughs> shows up on motorcycles. On motorbikes, yeah. And they, they, it shoots back to the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. It's a strike of lightning. And then a logo comes up that says Viking Profits. So the, the team, they team up and they fight off these ninjas. And then Akira Tozawa just summons this really really large black man who has a samurai sword joey do you remember his name he's like an nxt recruit. um it was like jordan something but he's a seven foot three uh <laughs> performance center recruit 
Yeah. So they fight. They they run away on top of the production truck, and they all push each other into like a garbage dumpster. And then there's growling, and a tentacled monster attacks them, and they run away, and that's the end. Yes. Um, um, and the name is Jordan Omagabahin. He was gigantic. I'm probably saying that wrong, but that's yeah, that's who he is. But yeah, um, that's what happened. Uh, Joey, do you have any uh, thoughts to add on this? <laughs> um, I am speechless. Um, I don't know. I don't understand what I watched, what I saw. I don't know how any of that was necessary. Um, the the ending was just really random with like the tentacles and then and it just cutting out into dark. Like, why were there tentacles in a dumpster? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, yeah. I can question. A, I can ask a lot of things about this match. Um, but yeah, we can be here for a while, and I don't think we want to do that. Yeah, uh, you're not so wrong. This, uh, so I'm still this, um, honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. I hate to say this, and I think someone, one of you guys, said it when it first happened when they first did their first cinematic yeah. match. I hope it doesn't be become overused. I hope it doesn't be like pushed down our throats. This was an indication that, in my opinion, it might very well be doing that. And if that's the case, I really need a break from these. After yeah, I uh, I'm of the same mind. Again, I I said it back. Um, at, I don't think you need one. Every no, and paper. I said this at WrestleMania. I said that they what they should not do is put cinematic matches on shows like this on nothing shows that people don't really don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was this was definitely one of these moments. Um, I genuinely. At points during this, I was embarrassed to call myself a wrestling fan. Uh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> who saw fair. who. Who I don't know who produced this. If it's Jeremy Borash, you know everybody gives him so much praise for what he did with like Broken Matt and like the Boneyard match. Rightfully so. That's all fantastic. Who in God's green earth saw this and gave this the okay? None of this made any sense. It didn't even make sense in terms of the story they've been telling on Raw, where, like, the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits are supposed to be having, like, a friendly sports rivalry. And now they're just here, like, they start, they're they're scheduled to have a match on this pay-per-view. And before the match starts, they decide to go brawl in a parking lot. And, like, they're not even, (laughs) it's not even, like, a friendly brawl. They're, like, throwing each other into people's cars. They're breaking glass at the performance center. Uh, Ivar literally rolls a bowling ball at Montez Ford's nuts. And, like, that's going to hurt. That's going to, like, leave a mark. He did apologize. It's the principle. It's not something you do to somebody. And then they fought fought off ninjas. ninjas. Like, Like, what is is that? I truly just don't know. Like, none of this even made sense. Akira Tozawa is now... This is never going to be referenced again. Akira Tozawa is never going to be seen with these ninjas again. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, why was and, he even relevant and, in this? Like, and, like, again, you had Ivar so forced to grab a chicken leg, and then he drops it oh, because yeah, he was scared. And then there's oh. lightning that strikes, and they become the Viking prophets. Yeah, None of this made mm-hmm. sense. I hated almost every single second of it. Um, and, again, like I said, it made me embarrassed to be watching this. So on a show that featured some actual really good stuff, this dragged it down a whole lot for me. 
I'm struggling to find a time for this match, and uh, which is a damn shame because I want it had to be 15 minutes at yeah, least. Yeah, it was 15 to 20 minutes for sure. This felt like it went on forever. Um, this gets a huge yeah. thumbs down for me. If if <laughs> I, this is this is Agreed. one of my least favorite things the WWE has done in quite some time. Um, so there's there's that, uh, and then from there we go into the greatest wrestling match ever. Uh, Randy Orton comes out. Edge comes out. Uh, it's worth noting Edge gets the biggest reaction of all night, as one you know he should. Uh, but you know, was... I'd say the biggest reaction of the crowdless era. Uh yeah, I would I would say so. Um, and so then they come out to the ring, and then the lights go off, and Panic at the Disco's The Greatest Show from uh, The Greatest Showman starts to play, and like. I don't even know what it was. It was a sign that said MSG referencing Madison Square Garden for some reason. Mm-hmm. Comes down from the ceiling with two mics on it. And then Howard Finkel's voice starts playing and it's him. Go- he did the ring inter- introductions. So remember, Howard Finkel passed away. Um, so my, yeah, That's no. Fine. So my assumption is just that it was just like um, stuff from previous matches that they used. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So they have ha- Howard Finkel's disembodied voice doing this. I still don't understand why they needed the MSG sign there. But- that was a little was weird, just, but I guess it was just symbolic of him. Yeah, the history I guess, there. But like, are there? It didn't bother me. It was just kind of weird because, like, I'm trying to think: Are there any like of like what people consider the greatest matches of all time that have taken place at MSG? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it would be like all Bruno stuff. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it was, and then again, I I'll, we, I haven't mentioned it on the show yet, but I I've been saying this since they first started using this, the using the greatest show. From the greatest showman for a blood feud between Randy Orton and Edge is like so tone deaf and weird. Like this song doesn't fit it at all. Like and like they they were yeah. using yeah. video packages and stuff too, and like seeing like the footage and everything, it just felt so weird. And I feel like that played into people like not taking this seriously and saying that it's a joke and like that the whole greatest wrestling match ever thing is dumb because like you attach like a song that doesn't sound serious for what is supposed to be a serious thing. So I don't know. It was kind of weird. It was the intro to this was a bit strange and weird, but then like the actual match started and it was fine. Um, One, one big area where I will give praise to this match is the camera angles. They used a lot of different and unique camera angles that were than like what we're used to seeing for WWE, which I thought was a big plus. It gave this a more special feeling without being a cinematic match. Um, which I really liked. There was a lot of like overhead cameras, um, mm-hmm. which I thought looked really nice. Uh, Rob, I'll pa- or first off, before we start actually talking uh-huh. about the match, mm-hmm. just yes or no. Do you think this is the greatest wrestling match ever? Rob, you can go first. Ugh, that's such a hard question because it's so objective. Subjective. Um, I honestly think that it lived up to the hype for the most part. I think it is one of the greatest wrestling matches, at least in WWE in a long time, if not the best in the last 10 to 15 years, it was that good. Okay. I don't know. I guess, I guess I'd say no, not the greatest wrestling match of all time, but it's definitely, it's definitely really good and should be in the conversation of all an all time. Great match. Okay. Joey, your thoughts. Um, I, I agree with, I agree with Rob actually. Um, Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I think I'd probably be in the same boat. I don't think I would say it's the greatest wrestling match of all time, but it's definitely, it's definitely a match of the year contender. Um, and 
and uh, to be fair, there have been some pretty good matches this year prior to the whole pandemic. Like uh, you had the big uh, AEW tag team title match at Revolution. Uh, that'll probably go down as one of the best tag team wrestling matches of all time uh, between Hangman Page, Omega, and the Young Bucks. Um, and then back at Wrestle Kingdom, there was a bunch of really good stuff for New Japan fans. And other than that, for WWE, I feel like I don't even know what else has happened big. Maybe like Rollins and McIntyre from Money in the Bank. Yeah, it was um, really good. I can't think of any other big matches from WWE that really delivered. Unless you count cinematic matches, then I'd say like the Boneyard, obviously. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this is definitely, without a doubt, this is the best WWE match all year so far. And I would agree that it's probably one of the best within the last five to ten years. Um, so as for the match itself, uh, it was it was not live, uh, as noted. And again, the reports are that Edge did suffer a torn tricep at some point. Still no word on how severe it is or not. So again, everybody, you know, prayers that uh it's not that bad mm-hmm. um i don't even know where to begin this was just so the match itself was about like a, a little over 44 minutes uh it did not feel like 44 minutes no it flew yeah, by this was like and i feel like i was expecting it to be a much slower pace because again we're used to randy orton working like a much slower pace um mm-hmm. But as everyone says, he can yeah, work if that he is wants true. to. He just lays. That is true. And I feel like this was one thing where hearing like the polarizing reaction to their uh, last man standing match at WrestleMania, I feel like these two both definitely wanted to knock it out of the park. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that match, but I, I thought this was much oh, I, better. Yeah, as somebody who did not like that match at all, this was this was fantastic. <laughs> this was everything that I would have wanted from that match. Uh, like if we could go back and just. Maybe get rid of that and put this in this pl- that place at WrestleMania. My God, Mwah. Chef's kiss. Um, this is so. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. This it felt like a it felt like an epic match. Uh, but yeah, Absolutely. epic is a good yeah. way to describe big fight big, feel. Big fight feel. Uh, again, uh, another thing to note is that there was there was piped in audience reaction. Like so they. I thought it worked. Yeah, I, I think at times it worked, and then there was like a couple occasions where I noted when we were watching, like there was a there was a, like a "This is awesome" chant going on, and it cut to the crowd, and their lips weren't like synced up to the like the audio of it, and that kind of was a distraction. Um, but for the most part, I thought it actually worked and like helped this feel more normal, and definitely helped like elevate this from just being like one of these like no crowd matches. Um, mm-hmm. because I think without any crowd reactions for some of these like big moves, it would definitely feel weird and probably wouldn't have gone to where it was. Uh, yeah. so I definitely think it did help. It was probably the right call. Some people definitely probably are not going to like it. And I think that's fair because I think there is like, it does still feel like you can clearly see that it's not real reactions. Like, yeah, there's certain points where it doesn't Yeah. Feel and so that, so if right. you get taken out of that, I can't blame you on that. Uh, that's definitely not your fault. That's just the way it happened. I'd say the closest match I could compare this to that I've ever seen is I've talked about this match maybe last week or the week before was uh, Cena and Michaels on Monday Night Yeah, Raw you did mention this. From a few years ago. From what, like 20, 2007? Mania after WrestleMania 23. That's what this match reminded me of almost. I don't know why exactly, but that's just kind of how I felt watching it. So, yeah. And, I mean, my number one advice to anyone is to go watch it. Just watch this match. Yeah. If you if so you good. didn't watch Backlash, definitely check this match out. It's absolutely worth your time. And if you were somebody who was 
like me or probably like all of us who was getting kind of annoyed by skeptical, skeptical. and annoyed by this whole greatest wrestling match thing. Uh, it, it definitely is. It's just, don't worry about that. Uh, just watch the match and you'll, you'll probably enjoy it most likely. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of callbacks to older stuff from them. Uh, I don't, again, this is more of a Rob and Joey thing, but edge hit one of his old finishers. I don't remember what it was called. Mm-hmm. Oh, he hit the edge of he went for the educator at one point. He did execution. Yeah. He did like everything he's done in the um, past. He hit an unprettier at one point and homage to homage to Christian, of course. And, and then you know, Orin hit stuff. the pedigree uh, and an yeah. angle slam as well. Uh, they both mm-hmm. went for the three amigos. Uh, so there was a bunch yeah. of callbacks to That's older cool. wrestling stuff for those who, you know, were watching at the time. So oh, an edge hit probably the best rock bottom I've seen in like probably since the rocks prime. Yeah. That's so, that's probably fair. You're telling me you didn't like the Rock's rock bottom on Eric Rowan at WrestleMania 32? I, it was probably okay, I guess. I don't know. That, my friend, that is the best rock bottom that's ever happened. It it it's probably yeah, the Rock's shortest right. match. It was six seconds. So yeah, that's fair. Um, and so there was some big stuff here. Uh, Randy ended up getting busted open. Right, Randy got busted open like really early in this match. I feel. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Um. And from what we assumed, it was from a headbutt that uh, Edge gave him, if I remember. Because he was like, they were up on mm-hmm. the turnbuckles, and then Edge hit him with a headbutt. And then Randy fell off onto the apron and onto the floor, and he came up bleeding. So my assumption was the headbutt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you wanted blood in your match, sure, you got blood. This this match really had something for everybody. There was a lot of technical wrestling. Uh, there mm-hmm. was some, not like hardcore stuff, but there was like... Sustained violence on the outside, but you had like the blood, you had Edge going into the steel steps, yeah. Randy mm-hmm. repeatedly tossing his head into the plexiglass. Uh, so it was nice to see them using the plexiglass some more. Uh, it, it's there. Yeah. Use it. Like it's something new. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was happy to see them use that effectively. Um, and then you also had, you know, your big spots. Like you had, there was a big superplex that Randy gave to Edge. You had, um, uh, oh, the uh, Randy caught Edge with a like uh, Edge. I don't even know what Edge was going for, but uh, Randy caught him diving into an RKO at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the big thing is what Randy Orton ended up winning the match with, which was the punt. Uh, he yes, basically sir. hit the punt out of nowhere. He had set mm-hmm. it up earlier, and Edge reversed it into. I think he hit it with a spear on it. Yeah, um, he did. And then, yeah, I don't even remember how it happened, to be honest. I believe, um, I think the ref was, like, not distracted, but the ref was really close to yeah. them. And I think I think Randy got, like, poked him in the eye or something. He hit him with something kind of okay. cheap. And Edge, like, kind of went down. And then, uh, yeah, he went for and hit the punt yeah. real quick. And then one, two, three. It wasn't, he didn't, you know, no theatrics like he did for the first time. Yeah. So. So it was yeah. really cool to see the punt come back after years of being teased in like every big Randy Orton match. Very, very fitting to end this match because of how much it took. You know, each guy kicked out of two of the other ones finishers. Plus finishers from like so it, all it of makes their like, peers. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it makes sense that it would take something desperate like that to put him away. Yeah, uh, and so Randy Orton picks up the win here. Um, and post match, he like kind of I don't even know what to say but he like just gets up real close to uh, like edge's head uh, it looks like he's gonna kiss him but he's just like talking to him uh and he's basically just saying you know go home edge and he's uh telling him to like tell that tell edge's kids that uncle randy sent him home uh yeah and so yeah uh edge is injured we don't know the severity of it but yeah, yeah and again i i texted this in our group chat today as great as this match is 
as fantastic as it was and it blew everything out of the water like at some point you do have to question like was this worth it that edge is now injured for uh, potentially up to a year like in his only this is only his second singles match back and now you're going to be without him for up to or maybe more than a year um but again he could also be back sooner but we don't know we'll find out but mm-hmm. like on a show like this where it's backlash a show that notoriously is like a nothing show for this company was it worth putting this match on in front of no fans on a show that not many people were like too excited for and now edge is injured again so it's a question that i think is worth being asked i don't know if we need to give an answer because i think everybody would have a different opinion but um match was fantastic again easily one of the best wwe matches in recent memory and a absolute match of the year contender um can i just say something yeah, go actually for um i do agree that is one of the best matches um but i also want to point out that i don't know how, how do i word I this um it should have been one of the best oh, yeah, matches yeah, yeah. because it was highly edited and they had time to get this right. If you really think about it, this should have been like one of the greatest matches of all time because they have the time they had. I mean, I, I don't know if it would have been like this if it was just live. Yeah, maybe, maybe we don't not. actually know that. That's a good point. Um, um, so that's why I'm not giving it five stars. Oh, come um, on. That's, that's because... No, because I mean, I actually I mean, think it doesn't yeah, have I, that live feel. Fair... Like, it doesn't have like that. That natural I don't think so. Feel I think that's a... because it was it's highly yeah. edited. I think that's a fair kind of point to some extent. I don't think you could. I don't think it was highly edited compared to like some of the other matches we've seen. Um, I don't think it. Was but we know that. It was yeah, we know it was. Edited. Edited. We know yes. it was taped, but they didn't. It so wasn't like, obvious that it was highly edited at but all. But I do. I'm not disagreeing with either of you because I do think Joey raises an interesting point of should matches that are taped and edited like that are specifically edited um should they be considered on the same level as something that happens live that we can see like you can see that there's mistakes i think it has to be taken on a match-by-match basis because i think if you're not rating this five stars then your ratio for a five-star match is too high i don't know because i i again again i think that you can make the argument of like if you if you yeah, if you get absolutely. rid of like the imperfect like let's say that there were like three botches because you don't know how many like but you yeah, don't exactly. know I mean, the other way no, either. Yeah, you don't you, know. Maybe they maybe they didn't have. No, to you don't. But it's the fact that like that is a potential, and nobody will know. But that factor, the factors there. there of this match could have had like three big botches, and they were totally cut. And now you don't see that, and so it's specifically showing you something that isn't like actually organic and natural. So I think it's like if somebody makes that argument, I can agree with it. I I still think this is absolutely fantastic, and I'm leaning towards like a four. Oh, I'm yeah, leaning I'm towards not, like a yeah, five star, but all. I do think that like it is there, and you can make that argument if you want to make it. It was yeah. absolutely great. Oh, it's a hundred percent a five like, star match for me. No, no, yeah, no question. So again, it's it's up to your preference and like if what how you see the whole editing thing. Um, so that's up to you. Uh, real quick before we do. Uh, wrap things up for this uh since this is the greatest wrestling match ever prior to this match what would each of you guys say is one of the greatest wrestling matches ever oh uh michaels and undertaker wrestlemania 25 and 20 would that be your like two favorite matches or is that what you just consider like the greatest ones um uh, it's hard because like my favorite matches might be it's tough because you know i wasn't there in person I was there in person, as were you, for uh, Bailey and Sasha yep. at Brooklyn. So that's definitely one of my favorites. And same thing with uh, Brian. Yeah, that's another one. So, but I would say, 
I would say my favorite match ever is probably Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26. Okay. A lot of people say 25 they like better. I like 26 better personally. Okay, hot take Rob. Uh, has to has to differ from everybody else. Uh, yeah. Joey, do you have anything specifically that comes to mind? Um, like just like the best, best like, favorite, whatever, favorite. whatever you want to talk about, man. All right. Well, I can't really do best because like that's like I don't know. That's like opinion. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. That's like subjective as well. But my favorite, one of my favorite, probably my favorite match. What it would actually be Edge and Foley in WrestleMania 22. Oh, that's a great match. hardcore match. Yeah, that's a great match. Like, that one is just like I don't know. That one's just always stuck in my head. So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just a classic, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, Foley wasn't the greatest in-ring guy, but like he sure, like always no, put no, his no. body on the line. He wasn't and... a great technical wrestler, but he was. A yeah, great... yeah, 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 yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. But he always put his body on the line. He mm-hmm. always gave like his all. So like, you got to respect that. Absolutely, you know? that was a fantastic and he's a great one. Character too, obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, for me, I would probably go similar thinking. Uh, again, Bailey and Sasha comes to mind immediately. That was. That had to be, like, one of the first, like, actual live wrestling shows I went to was NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the first one in 2015. I think yeah, I think yeah. I had seen, rest, like, live wrestling before that because I believe me, Ryan, and Sam went to the Skate and Surf Festival, and that's where they had a bunch of, like, indie wrestlers. Like, they had Joey Janela back in, like, 2014, uh, and Jake the Snake Roberts was there and X-Pac was there. But that was, like, before I was really into wrestling. Um so Bailey and Sasha is always going to hold a sweet, like a sweet spot in my heart, just because I was there for that, and mm-hmm. I still have mm-hmm. vivid memories of uh, of Angelo sitting next to me and falling asleep during it. Um, so shout out, shout, <laughs> shout out to you, he would. Uh, I believe he also fell asleep during Baron Corbin and Samoa Joe. So take that as you will. I mean, that was whatever. So that might be fair. <laughs> it wasn't a bad match. No, no, no. Uh, but I think I was just, you know, th- this man fell asleep during multiple matches yeah. on this show. <laughs> Um, yes. Was he okay? Was he I forget. Yeah, I like, forget what the issue was. He 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 was doing something the prior night. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he was probably most drinking. likely. Um, <laughs> uh, I love you, yeah, Angelo. I love you, Angelo. Um, as a New Japan fan, I'd also put up uh, really any of the Okada Omega matches, and then oh, here's the Tokyo there's the, there's Tokyo the, Dome. The, yep, guy. the Tokyo Dome guys here. Dave Meltzer, where are you, buddy? Where's Daddy? Um, and then <laughs> if uh, Edge and Randy Orton were in Tokyo Dome, oh, eight stars. You know, he'd give it eight stars. <laughs> He'd break his own scale again. Um, but as for like another WWE match, I think one of my favorites is probably uh, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, oh yeah, you know, I don't I don't remember when the first time I saw that match was. It was like I don't even know because uh, again I didn't really get into wrestling until like late 2014, um, and then I had the network and I kind of just watched a bunch of old wrestling, and I saw Hogan uh, Hogan and The Rock. Sorry. And every anytime I watch that match, it's just always phenomenal. Those two just mm-hmm. it, the 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 atmosphere. You know, people can t- say everything they want about Hulk Hogan, but he delivers in that match. He delivers everything he needs to. Um, yeah. And people, you know, same thing. Say the, the Rock's never like when people talk about the greatest in ring performers. Some people don't say the Rock. Like you know, you have Ryan in our group who is very adamant that the Rock is not one of the best wrestlers. The Rock delivers in that match, and those two together, it's just like magic in the ring. Um, so I, Hogan and The Rock is definitely up there for me. Um, mm-hmm. And to be fair, I don't know if I would in like, yeah, again, we'll see how things play out. And I'm sure we'll all rewatch this Edge and Randy Orton match many times down the line. Um, so we'll see here how it like fares the test of time. But I don't see myself like enjoying this Reg- Edge and Randy Orton match more than Hogan Rock. Uh, there's just something so 
iconic about that and like you know the, like there's just shots from that match where like you see the image and you can like hear the crowd yeah. um that's fair the crowd is a huge part of that match absolutely um so yeah i still think so uh, yeah so i don't think edge and randy Orton's the greatest match ever but i do think it is definitely going to you know be on the list of all-time great stuff oh i agree 100 percent with what you so, said that's yeah dead on um so backlash uh that's the show uh rob your rating of the show oh that's so hard yeah this is a really hard one because there's a lot of like Uh, very meh and then there's one really bad thing but then you also have okay there were two there's one amazing match one really good match and one and two pretty good like two and two good matches you know like it's uh, i don't know it's It's, this is hard uh, i'd go thumbs in the middle i guess just because of the up and downs. Yeah, it was a very, it was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joey, if you just cut out the last match, um, and just put it somewhere else. Yeah, I so agree. I'm just gonna be real. Um, the last match was, you know, absolutely phenomenal. I, I, one of the best matches of all time. Yes, I agree, but I don't think it was enough to save the show. Um, I'm gonna give it a thumbs wow. down. Okay. What about Lashley and Drew and the? He didn't. He said it was good, but he didn't like. He didn't like Sheamus and Hardy. Yeah, he's a liar. He was too. He was too. That doesn't. He hated it. He was too busy drinking his own piss cup. Uh, But no, it's just it just the pay per views didn't do anything for me. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. As long as you you acknowledge that the main event is like its own thing, so that's fine. Um, I'm gonna also probably go thumbs in the middle. Um, Like again. I really enjoyed Lashley and Drew, and I loved the main event. Sheamus and Hardy, again, delivered, but, like, the story, like, prior to the match definitely left a sour taste. And then you had genuinely what I think is one of the worst things in wrestling this year, uh, and one of the worst things WWE's done in a long time in the Street Profit and the Viking Raiders segment that came out of absolutely nowhere and nobody asked for. Still makes no sense and genuinely made me embarrassed to call myself a wrestling fan. Um, So I feel like you do have some really good stuff on this show. But then you also have, like, just a mixture of everything else. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with thumbs in the middle. If I was going to choose where it would be leaning, that would be much harder. because, <laughs> Like, because you have that main <laughs> event. But I can't stop thinking about the Viking Raiders thing. Oh, my God. That is yeah, burned into my memory. And I'm never going to be able to forget that. I, I already forgot it. As soon as the main event started, it was on I, my brain, I can't. So. It's stuck in my head. I guess it didn't. I I didn't hate it as much as you guys. I didn't like it, but you didn't like it. You loved it. So can I just uh, so uh, Bleacher Report is now also uh, reporting about Edge's injury update, and um, it is now believed that um, Edge could be on the shelf for the remainder of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then they they used obviously two different people, but. Do note that John Moxley is also younger. When this happened to him, uh, back in 2017, he suffered a triceps injury that kept him out for nine months. He did vacations though, so you never know. Yeah, but still, you never know. We'll see. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, I know Meltzer said they were going to have an update potentially on Edge's injury on Wrestling Observer Live tonight, covering Backlash. So. 
Um, if there's any more news coming out of his injury for the rest of the week, when we do our show on Wednesday for NXT and AEW, we will, you know, have news and hopefully Ryan will watch Edge Norton mm-hmm. by then. So we can get his thoughts on that match. Um, cause again, Ryan did not watch the show tonight with us. He is too busy doing his, uh, uh, he's writing a 25 page paper for law school. So, uh, you know, You're... um, yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. I think that's pretty much it. We got everything, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a. I'll you know, I'll I'll take it. Um. All right, Rob. You want to start us off? Saying yeah. Goodbye? Uh, I just want to say it feels good to be back on top of the mountain, and I'm going to shout out Charlotte Flair once again and oh Christine Applegate again because I feel that good and I feel like they deserve it. So thank you <sighs> and good night. Out of here. Well, since I'm not a sore loser, congratulations you, to Rob. Um, I do got to say that he does deserve it after his misfortunes uh, throughout the year. Um, so with that being said, I know I lost the title, but I did not lose that's fair. the punishment. So that's all that matters. So it still stays true. Hashtag <laughs> never fair enough. lost. Yeah, that's that is true, uh, and you know, technically, I'm in that never lost boat too. I've I've had people tell me I'm not because I lost at WrestleMania last year. But to be fair, that was before we were doing predictions. Before that was before Deep, Deep Sting was, was a thing, yeah, and there was only four it. of us there, so I never All lost. Right. I I'm, I well, I haven't said well since you've explained it like that. Since then, I well, it's said the principle. It's the principle. You. So, uh, so me and Joey are the only okay. two who have never lost. So. Uh, yeah, uh, reminder, we'll be back on Wednesday with our, um, our, our AEW and NXT show. Uh, I don't really know what NXT has this week. AEW has some stuff announced, uh, for pre-fighter fests. So, uh, we'll be doing that. Um, and then Thursday, I believe I'll be here and I think Ryan might be joining me. We're going to do, uh, New Japan reviews for night one and two of the New Japan Cup, which is starting on Tuesday. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, if you haven't heard, I did predictions for the entire New Japan Cup. I put it out earlier before uh, Backlash. It's only 30 minutes long, so go check it out. You know, you can do a double header with this if you're if you're into that type of stuff. Uh, thought it went pretty well, you know. Um, but that's going to do it for us. So we will talk to you again on Wednesday or Thursday, again, depending on when you listen to us. Uh, so until then, thank you for listening. Be sure to go follow us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling again. Uh, check out our Facebook. Check out our YouTube channel. All the links are in the description below. And yeah, we'll talk to you then.